Hey there, and thanks for joining us for The Weekly Grind, a podcast where we work out the topics that shape and influence the culture, community, and church of today from a biblical perspective. I'm Ben, here with my pastor and good friend Chip. He's the lead pastor and I'm the worship pastor of the Napoleon Church of the Nazarene. Today on the podcast, we continue the marriage conversation started on Sunday morning and share some practical tips on how to foster effective communication in order to build a stronger, lasting, and fruitful marriage. This is The Weekly Grind. So one of the things that that you and I were looking forward to as part of starting this podcast was to maybe take it in a direction where it's a supplement to Sunday morning, something that we've talked about on Sunday morning, but maybe there's some next steps. Maybe there's some um, some resourcing in, in some, some just kind of basic, here's, here's how, here's how this is lived out. And, you know, when we talk about marriage and parenting and those kind of things, that's a great place to start with, with, uh, with a supplemental kind of podcast. And that's what really today is. We started two weeks ago on a a sermon series called No Place Like Home. And really talking about the the foundational aspects of of home life and how important that is to family health, to um, just our overall health as people. And so the first week we talked about, you shared about uh, marriage and how marriage, the the health of your home, one of your takeaways you you had was the health of your home is led by your second priority. Obviously, God is our first priority in our lives for everybody. But then the health of your home is led by your second priority. And so share with us a little bit about what, what you meant by that, and maybe let's recap a little bit. Sunday morning, bring people up to speed. Maybe they weren't they weren't here. They they haven't had a chance to to listen back yeah. to that. Yeah, you know, um, anytime you talk about family uh, and then marriage and parenting, um, it's kind of a hot topic. Um, every church is probably having a series during the year on this. And why is that? Is because this is a crucial part of our life. And um, I think that. God has given us the family unit to uh, to experience some things about himself, like God is love. Well, love so often is best lived out in the family context. Mm. God is gracious. Well, understanding grace <laughs> is best understood in living with somebody <laughs> yeah. day in and day out. All of us are flawed, imperfect people, yeah. and good relationships only exist when there's grace. Um, and then also just, you know, understanding how life is supposed to work, God's truth. Like, this is how it's fleshed out. This is how it's lived. Well, man, and the family is exactly the place for us to realize, oh, yeah, this is what God meant, or this is how He wants us to live, or this is what works. This is what makes sense. And I, I shared Sunday morning, like, the, the biggest tool or one of the biggest tools God's used in my life to develop my character and fashion and mold me into the image of Jesus is ha- as being married to Nicole. And living in a relationship like that, I have realized, wow, Chip, you really need to grow in this area. Or, you know, sometimes through the marriage already, I've just realized you're just kind of selfish. You know, you need to you need to change inwardly 
And um, I think the family unit, marriage, and then the added component of parenting, Mm -hmm. learning how to be responsible for somebody and that depth of love that you feel for uh, your child as the father feels for us. Um, I just think it's such a relevant series and topic, and we just want to continue the conversation today and really kind of uh, give you some resources uh, that you can continue to look at and explore um, because this is where we're at every day, day in, day out, rubber meets the road. We all live in family contexts. What does that mean for my life, and how can that be healthy as I am trying to be a, a Christ follower? It's yeah. a huge component of yeah. that. So Yeah. Cool. So, so <clears throat> obviously there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of Scripture that supports um, godly marriages and, and, and what it means from, from um, how, how husbands and wives are supposed to interact, and, and also Christ and His church yes. with... You know, out of Ephesians, and so, um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of scriptural support for for godly godly homes, but there's also a lot of of good resourcing out there. Yeah. People that have spent a considerable amount of time um, pouring into these, and just the totality of of as God has revealed Himself to us and and our relationships, and how we are to um, be in relation with each other. Have really kind of helped us along the way, um, and that's what we mean by supplemental resources. So, right. what are some of your favorite favorite resources out there that um, I know some people have contacted you already yeah. about it? Um, I had coffee with a guy this morning, and he was talking about last Sunday, mm-hmm. and he was even sharing about, man, when are we going to do an entire series on marriage? I feel like every year we just like need to have a series on that just to just to kind of recalibrate ourselves. Sure. But what are some, some some resources? So like the premise of the first week, um, if you weren't there or if you just watched the podcast and you don't go to our church, um, the premise of the first week is the health of a home is led by the, the health of our marriages. And that's so countercultural, right? Like it seems like I live in a culture where... Every mom and dad is centering their very existence around the kids. That's right. And so my kid needs to experience this. He needs to do that. And I'm willing to disrupt family flow, family pattern, whatever it is to make sure that my kid gets this experience. And even when you do have spousal time, a lot of it's just talking about your kids. Right. I mean, I th- I feel like a lot of, of a lot of parents when you f- when you live in that, it's date night turns into okay. Let's talk about schedules. Let's talk about how are we going to sure, handle this. How are we going to handle this? Yeah. What about what about Janie? What about whoever? Yeah. And it's it's not about investing in your spouse at that point. It's it's you're more of coworkers when yeah. you when you when you don't keep your marriage as that second priority. Right. And that's where the scriptures say, whoa, 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 wait just a second. Um, The way this works best and the way God designed it is he brought two people together. And even in Genesis, he says, a man's going to leave his mother and father and is going to cleave or unite or, like I tried to share Sunday, closely pursue. And it's this idea of always pursuing. And we try to talk about the fact that, think about dating and how you were pursuing that person. Mm -hmm. 
And so often it seems like once we get married, then have a family, we stop pursuing one another. We quit dating our spouse. Absolutely. And the health of our home, what our kids need to see far more uh, than us giving them another experience is they need to see mom and dad in a healthy, loving, nurturing, caring uh, relationship where they're still pursuing one another, and that becomes the model for them as they grow up. I want to experience that because God has given us this companionship of marriage to be such an, uh, an, an awesome part of understanding His design for our lives and growing in Him. Mm. Loving someone and being loved, being sacrificial, and, you know, in that relationship. And again, I really feel like the church, the kingdom has something to say that we desperately need to hear in our culture. And that is love God, obviously. That's your first priority. But your second priority is to love your spouse. And that's what we tried to focus on. And so out of that, we just kind of wanted to share some good tools that continue to help us to love our spouse. Um, And for me, it kind of centers on three things come to my mind. Um, One is uh, there was a book written called Love and Respect. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, if Ephesians 5 is a lot of what is said to us about marriage in the New Testament, what does that mean? And how do I understand what it is when he says, wives, respect your husbands, husbands Husbands love love your your wives. wives. What really is that? And that book does an incredible job of breaking down the fact that what drives men the most, what they need the most is respect. They, they, uh, that's just the way we're wired. And ladies, they are driven, they need to be loved, nurtured. And he doesn't say wives love your husbands because ladies just naturally tend to do that, right? Most of the time. Um, But they need to understand what a man needs is, is respect. And flip side, there's a reason why we uh, have to be reminded about anniversaries and mm-hmm. flowers and cards yeah. so often is yeah. because we don't seem to naturally speak the language of love. That's why we put reminders in our phones. That's right. Calendars. That's right. And you're so Paul's right. saying, listen, what your wife needs is for you to nurture her, to love her, to care for her. And just that book does a great job of breaking that down and how so easy it is for us to get in what they call the crazy cycle, where because a, a, a lady is not feeling love, she will speak out and act in a disrespectful way. Mm-hmm. And then the husband feels disrespected yeah. and he's unloving and uncaring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I, I highly recommend the book Love and Respect. And I think it, it, it helps us to understand what is a primary scriptural teaching to us about if this relationship is primary behind my relationship with the Lord and the health of my home is dependent on my relationship with my spouse, this is a great tool to help us understand what God was trying to share with us all along about how this works. And even if you don't end up getting that book, just just some of these short takeaways, Mm -hmm. it's easy to grasp that. Right. It's easy to understand. Listen, if, if... at the very least you do, husband, love your wife. And 
wives respect your husband right. because that's that's how they're they're they that's how they feel best. valued yeah. that's how they but speaking on that tapping down a little bit farther then uh there's a book uh i believe his name's gary chapman wrote yeah. called the five love languages yeah. and again if if my relationship with my spouse is primary i need to understand how they feel love mm-hmm. how they know that they're valued that book does a great job, and I know both of us are very familiar with that book. Yeah, both of us understand our love languages. Yeah, uh, he says there's five, and then you know we have a primary one, and a lot of times we have a one that's yeah. close second or a second. Um, I just highly recommend that book. If listening Sunday or listening to this podcast, and you are realizing, wow, the health of my home is so contingent on the relationship with my spouse, then the five love languages, I think, is a must-read. Yeah, I have got to realize how they feel loved and how I feel loved. Yeah, And why sometimes maybe when they're trying to do something, their way of communicating love, I don't get it. And I don't feel loved. And all the while, they do love me. Mm-hmm. They just don't understand my language. Yeah, And so highly recommend that book. Um, easy read. Yeah. Not a huge book but a valuable book that down through the last 20 years or so, a lot of people have benefited from and have had have better marriages because of. The last tool is, is, is something I've been using in counseling a lot, and I'm convinced that every couple, every married couple should do this, and it's, it's, it's called the Deeper Love Assessment. Better love now. Better love. Yeah. Yeah, it was Deeper Love, Deep Love. Now it's Better Love Yep, by Les and Leslie Parrott. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's 35 bucks. I would venture to say it's some of the best $35 you'll ever spend. Yeah. And it, it's comprehensive. It's online. You do it on your own. You sign up on your own. Um, I have couples that I'm counseling do it, and then we walk through it, and I recommend that. Um, man, it is so comprehensive. Uh, it's kind of based off of their premarital stuff, which is, you know, the standard in premarital counseling, saving your marriage before it starts. Mm-hmm. They have an assessment there. They've now developed this uh, better love assessment. Which I'm a graph, <clears throat> I'm a graphics and uh, that's a, colors guy. That's so exactly what the it way is. that that's all laid out, I love. Uh, I it's very easy to follow it the is. thought process, and and it's very easy with the charts and the graphs to see. You know how compatible you are, where you're doing well, where you're not doing so Absolutely. well. Absolutely, it's not just words on a yeah. page. Yeah. yeah, it's like I can look at a page, see the subject, and realize, whoa, we're we're far apart here. Yeah, or this is a problem area that we both. Uh, man, it is a great tool, and I listen. All of our marriages go through uh, ups and downs, peaks and valleys. Right. I think this assessment is for. At any point in your marriage, you just do it because yeah. it's going to help you. Yeah, and um, I, I think those three tools, takeaways from Sunday. If I'm getting the point that wow, I need to be so intentional about loving my spouse, that's difficult. I have four kids. You're a new dad, right? And I remember yeah, being a new father. New Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what can get lost in translation? Yeah. Is the relationship with my spouse. You get in bed at night and you realize everything's been about the kid and 
we haven't had a conversation all day, a meaningful one, and but you're tired. So it's like, all right, well, yeah. let's try harder next time. I know for, for me, sometimes I've come home before and we haven't had any plans for the night. And I love a clean house. And I think that, uh, so, so I've come home before and man, I'm just going to go after it. We're going to have, we're just going to, we're just going to spend the night uh, cleaning the house and, and making sure everything's great. And, um, and that's what I, what I found out was that was for me. Because you know what's important to her is to be affirmed and and affection. And so when she gets home, am I do I stop what I'm doing? Do I greet her? Do I look her in the eye? Do I give her a hug and a kiss? Do I yeah. do I ask her how her day was? Not while I'm over here doing something, but do I stop what I'm doing and do I do I actually look her in the eyes and look at in the same way for her is she's she's learned that Man, the best way that I can show Ben that I respect him is is to make to to do my best to see that floors are clean, dishes are done when he gets home, those kind of things. And the fact that you're, you know, I liked I like the in the uh, crazy love and even even in the the concept of love and respect is like you said, we so often give the type of love that we want to receive. Yeah, that's right, and. We can't. We have to think a little bit differently when it comes right. to the way that we treat and love our spouse. Is how are they going to best perceive and receive the love that we give them? How, what is the best way for us to do that? That's why marriage to me is is a learning to to love somebody um, in such a complete way, mm-hmm. and that is Christ like. That that moves us into areas of living that that he lived and how he lived beyond himself, uh, serving, loving, giving. Yeah. And um, marriage has done Selfless. that for me. Yeah. Like, I, you're right. What I think is loving and what she thinks is loving can be different. And it's, it's on me or it's on her to understand and listen to the other person and to make that happen. And um, I don't know. I, I'm on a... I'm 15 years in, 15 and a half years in on this journey. I can't imagine my life not having met Nicole and the companionship that God blessed me with. But I also realized that, you know, we have, we're continuing to grow into each other. And mm-hmm. we have, uh, I, I think, a lot more um, experiences and growth that's exciting. That's coming, that's, <clears throat> that's ahead because you're together, you're moving into new seasons. That's right. You have a teenager now. Today. Today. So, <laughs> so you know, so now there's just going to be a new season of discovering each other in the yep. midst of, in the midst of all the other variables. Yeah. But it's exciting when you know yeah. what God has laid out mm-hmm. and how this can work. And He's laid out the blueprint. Yeah. And I don't have to figure out. I just need to follow what He is has has said. And I can be confident that as we practice these things, our relationship's gonna it's gonna be like fine wine. It just mm-hmm. keeps getting better and better with age. So the four C's that make a great marriage. Yep. Commitment, a lifelong choice of unconditional love, being committed. Yeah. It says I love you. Yeah. Because love is at, at the core a choice, not a feeling. And I'm in on this. And what makes healthy mm-hmm. healthy marriages is a uh, a firm commitment. I'm gonna love you. I'm I'm yours. 
Number two, communication, a lifelong skill of learning to understand each other. Skill, right? That's where the work of marriage comes in. Um, it, it takes the skill of learning to understand, but in doing so and learning to communicate all of you who you are and listening to who they are and growing together, it's kind of the saying, I trust you. I'm going to open myself up to you. Um, I'm going to be vulnerable with you. So I love you. I trust you. Yeah. Number three is caring, an adventure of lifelong friendship, fun, and mutual fulfillment. And this is what we've been talking about, um, continuing to keep that relationship alive and growing, having fun together. And hopefully your marriage was, your relationship was built on friendship. That needs to exist all throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, and so caring is, it's, uh, we're going to look at life as an adventure to be shared together and it's basically saying, I like you. I want to do life with yeah. you. Uh, not just, I love you because yeah. now we're married and I have to. It's, I like you. You're the person I yeah. want to be with more than anybody else. So we did. So for, the, for, our, for our, pre-ser- or our, our pre-sermon kind of bumper videos for this series, we're doing um, interviews with, with people in our church that can speak into what you might be talking about that day. And just the end of Calvin and Mary Bell Smith's was was so cute because he said, I like you, and then she said, I love you. And I think they were saying two different things. Yeah. And I, I really do. And because they, they still wanted to be with each other. That's right. They were committed to each other after 59-plus yeah. years That's of right. being married. It's amazing. And uh, so, yeah, I, I can see that. And number four is uh, commission a shared vision to impact the love of others for Christ. Yeah. Um, If we all have been given purpose, mission, meaning significance in life, and then God gives us this companion, well, part of what we're going to do is going to be shared, and we're going to find a shared vision for what God wants to do with our life. And when we have shared purpose, boy, that's energy and fuel in a relationship. Yeah. It's, it's Not exciting. just, okay, so we're growing and learning each other and, and experiencing life together, but what can the two of us do together? Or then, what can our family do? Yeah. And there is so much energy and purpose that exists in finding that shared vision. And it's like, I need you. This is commission is, I need you. I need you to help me. And for us to experience what God has for us to do for the kingdom yeah. and in this world. Yeah, aren't I think I think couples that have hobbies together yeah. are some of the some of the most and that's something that Kristen and I are learning yeah. because we love gardening and landscaping. And so I feel like we each feel I feel like a mutual deep connection with each other yeah. when we're able to be out in the out in the yard together, right. planting things and mulching and doing all these things. Together, yeah, that's exactly it. I've just got to get so. Nicole uh, out on the golf course. Yeah, I tried that once. <laughs> that didn't work, especially all the scrambles where all the, the, you know, you don't have as many ladies. So I'm like, Chris, man, if you could just, if you could just practice golf a little bit more. She has no desire. Yeah, no, no. no there's not. so many other <laughs> things that we are doing together yeah, and yeah. sharing, and uh, but yeah, I love you. I trust you, I like you, I need you. Yeah. Those four phrases in these four C's provide the context 
for what your home needs. Yeah. Healthy, loving, nurturing relationship between mom and dad. The health of your home is led by your second priority. Yep. Your spouse. That's right. God is first, spouse is second. And if we if we work that, then just abundant health comes. God's design so, is so perfect. Yeah. Always it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the rest of the series. So I hope this podcast helped. It's kind of our first one where we where we kind of give some supplements and piggyback off of a sermon. Yeah. But we're gonna do that in the next um, next couple podcasts to come, a few of them. Talk about parenting. And- parenting, yeah, yeah, and family life and what that looks like. So it'll be good. Yeah. So we'll see you next time.